everyone and welcome back to the Ladies Ordinary. I'm your host, Mariah, and I am joined by a very special guest. A dear, dear friend of the podcast has been on the show once before, briefly, but today we have a full episode with Mr. Fish. Woo! Hello, the Ladies Ordinary crew. It's good to be here. Okay, this is just a little no, something talking. for you guys. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, that's a bit. Oops, sorry. Got it on the microphone. Didn't mean to do that. Oh, my but, God. Um, all right. Hello. Thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me again. And um, I'm I'm a little nervous about it, I got to say. Be- well, a little bit because I don't know what you're going to ask me and what I'm going to have to divulge. Mm-hmm. And... That to me is a little bit disconcerting because I don't know that I want all, all of that out onto interwebs of okay. our life and my life. And so, but that's okay. I'm going to go into this with the attitude that, um, you know, it's, it's all going to be okay. And, and it can be cut. It can we be, you know, well, yeah, but you know, let's, if we're going to say it, let's say get it, it out there. Okay. 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 Perfect. Okay. So I want to start just like with a little bit about you, because Mm. obviously I know you very well, but the podcast really doesn't know all that much. Why would you shake your head like that? I didn't shake my head about anything. (laughs) You don't think I know you very well? No, I think you do. Yeah, but the podcast doesn't. No, that's true. They don't. So let's start with where are you from? Hmm. Well, uh, born in Boston, Massachusetts, at the Lying in Hospital, mm-hmm. uh, which is no longer there. It's been torn down and destroyed. So, oh anybody who's been born there and from Boston, if you listen to this, we are, you know, kindred. Kindred, right, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, about when I was, I don't know, two or three years old, I mean, my parents' sort of story is mm-hmm. a little bit interesting in that they were both married to other people in college and then decided that they liked each other. And my mom, my, I have a half sister that's older than me and Mm -hmm. they decided to run away together to the Boston. From where, (laughs) where were they coming from? New York. Okay. My, uh, well, my mom, yeah. Like my mom in New York and my, I think my dad was going to school, like college there at some point. And, um, they, were they were married to other people but got to know each other and then my mom had the baby with this guy who i don't know anything about my sister i don't think she's ever met the guy maybe once briefly but anyway like i i didn't even know she was my half sister so i was like 14 anyway oh really yeah i had no idea so anyway sorry uh, I think she may have known before that, but it was never discussed and she never brought it up with me. And her and I were like tight when yeah. we were like growing up because uh-huh. I was, she was the oldest and I was the next oldest. Um, Maybe she was nervous like to tell you. Yeah, but it never came. Like I didn't yeah. even know, which was very interesting. But anyway, they ran away together to Boston and then I was born before they had gotten married. Mm-hmm. And then the story goes... My dad was, became a contractor and my mom was working in the bar below the, like the place that their apartment was. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they ended up moving to New Hampshire. Okay. So you- and so, uh, yeah, New Hampshire, and I was three till I was 12. And then my 
mom's parents who, um, you know, New Yorkers, Long Island. Um, my grandfather was a fruit purveyor. Like, okay. So if you're in New York back in, so we're talking like the sixties and seventies, um, fifties, like late 50s, 60s, 70s. He, so if you go into the bodega and you're getting your fruit, he was the guy who wholesaled all the fruit to the bodegas in New York. Oh, and he lived in Long Island. He was a, a fruit wholesaler. Uh-huh. Greek. Um, Greek German. Anyway, so they, uh, they moved to Dunedin, Florida. Retired in 1976 and moved to Dunedin, Florida. And we went down there to visit them. And my parents are like, oh, this is awesome. We want to get on New Hampshire. We're tired of winters. And so they moved to Florida in 1979 when I was 12. And yes. you, sorry not to interrupt your story. My mom <laughs> is from Dunedin, Florida as well. Oh, okay. She went Look to at high that. school in Dunedin, Florida. Oh, okay. So I yep. think I've told you that before. But just to <coughs> share with the podcast. Yeah, I went to Largo High School. So we were uh, competing. Um, with your mom's high school That's in sports. Yes. Study even Clearwater High School was all, yeah. Okay. Okay. So wait, what was your favorite memory? You said, you know, New Hampshire from three to 12, which is a good chunk mm, of time. And I memory. mean. So what, what was your favorite memory of living in New Hampshire? Well, we lived in New Hampshire um, in this town called Salem. So it's right over the border. It's not, don't get this confused with Salem, Massachusetts and the witch bullshit and all that. Do not because that Salem, Massachusetts was as next to Marblehead and North of Boston, about 15 miles, different place. Okay. This is Salem, New Hampshire. Okay. And it's right over the border from Massachusetts. Like it's boom. So couple things, Rockingham racetrack. There was a NASCAR racetrack there when I was growing up and it's not there anymore. It was horses and then it was NASCAR. And then I don't even know if it's there. It might still be NASCAR now, uh-huh. but anyway, there was a lake there called Canopy Lake that had an amusement park on it. So we, you know, that was a big part of growing up there where you could go to this amusement park that was on this lake. And we had houses sort of all around the lake at different mm-hmm. points. We had one that was right on the lake, which is my favorite house growing up there. Mm-hmm. My mom became a real estate agent. So we would move like every two years because she would be like, Oh, time to sell. And like, <laughs> yeah. and my dad was a contractor. And so he would, um, they kind of remodel. Yeah. They, he, my, she'd buy a house. My dad would fix it up. And she'd be like, Oh, time to sell. Yeah. And then we would move again. So like literally we moved every two years until eventually my dad's father bought some land across the street from Canopy Lake and they built a house and that's the last house we lived in there before we moved to Florida. So Canopy Lake was really cool. Like mm-hmm. ice skating on the lake, ice pond hockey or ice hockey on the lake. Um, can the Canopy Lake park. Um, all of that was super fun. And it was, you know, we had, uh, you could, that was, you know, back, you could be outside in the woods. And there you have was, how many siblings? Just so everyone knows. At that point, there was five of us in New Hampshire Four. well, before we moved to Florida, when I was 12, there was five of us. Yes. So you were always playing with your siblings. Yeah. So outside. I had siblings and stuff there. were, And yeah, there was always outside, you know, this is pre-internet, pre-cell phone, mm-hmm. pre all of that. So you were outside all the time. 
Wait, so what I'm did you think stuff. when they're like, all right, well, we're moving to Florida? I mean, no, I didn't care. Like my parents are like, we're doing like, look, my mom ran the show and my dad, you know, whatever. There was no, they're like, we're going to Florida. And we had been there to visit my grandparents. And so they, I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's warm and there's cactus and like little lizards running around everywhere. And, you know, at the time in Florida, it wasn't quite as built up. Like the suburb we moved into down there had an orange grove next to it at the oh, time that we moved to where it has long since been gone. And it's like, you know, condos and whatever now. Mm-hmm. But it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, I liked it. You were excited. Well, I, I, it was just different. So what was, was, what's your best memory in Florida? I know I've heard you talk about like fishing on the pier. Yes. Fishing on Indian Rocks Pier, Indian Rocks Beach. So we moved to a town called Largo. I went to Largo High School. Mm -hmm. And if you went to the beach was just west of Largo a little bit over across the bridge and onto Indian Rocks Beach, which is south of Clearwater Beach, north of Bradenton Beach, north of St. Pete Beach, Mm -hmm. if anybody's trying to get an idea of where that is. But there was a pier that got destroyed in a hurricane in like 1996, maybe 94. I don't remember the exact year, but it was somewhere around there. But I used to go down there fishing and I'd like Friday nights. I'm like, yeah, mom, dad, I'm going to the pier. And they would drop me off and I would hang out with all these old dudes mm-hmm. and we'd shark, they would shark fish. So how shark fishing works, if anybody wants to hear yes, off the pier. So, what happens is you've got these big ass reels and these cool rods. And so there's a, so this one guy rows his boat out to the end of the pier and everybody's got like, it's usually like a bonita. It's a, a big, like it's kind of a big mackerel. Okay. I guess how I oh, describe it's a fish, it's a fish called okay. a bonita. And they would have these leaders with big hooks on it and they would, you know, everybody would have other like make up their fish and you would drop, your line into this rowboat and the guy would row right you can't cast these things out so he would and then he would row out you know a few hundred yards past the pier and like in a sort of an arc thing would drop you know one bait then another bait then another bait then another bait and then you'd sit there and wait till somebody got a hit and if someone got a hit and they got a shark on, everybody else would reel all their stuff in because if you didn't, everything would get all tangled yeah, up. Just be a and it would be a muck. And then everybody would, it was a group fight to get the Everyone shark. Kind of contributed to get Yeah, because you get tired. Like if it's a big shark, like I, I remember one night we, this guy brought a Mako, like a 12 foot Mako up on the pier. Jeez. It was crazy. How yeah. long does it take to get that in? Oh, hour and two hours. Jeez. of getting it up there and everyone's passing and everyone's around. passing the rod around and like and it gets and then you got to gaff it and then you got to take it down drag it down the pier to like this winch with the thing and like drag it up and it's still flopping around yeah it was that's dangerous crazy stuff. oh yeah actually. it's it was not like and that but that was my childhood like yeah. i would be fishing out there all the time so i think a large part of your life mm. in general has been water well, definitely Florida for sure. I mean, Canopy Lake in New Hampshire, there was some of that. And my grandfather, my dad's father, awesome dude, unfortunately passed when I was 11. But he had a lake house on this lake outside of 
Boston and uh, um, is called Dudley Pond. And it was a pretty good sized lake, but I sailed and learned to water ski growing up and fished there on this lake when we lived in New Hampshire. Because mm-hmm. I would go there in the summers and, you know, they had, so my grandfather worked in Boston. He was a, um, a, uh, HVAC engineer, mechanical engineer, and like he designed the HVA system for the Jefferson building in New York. Like he did big, massive skyscraper HVA systems at the time. And this is like, you know, we're talking like 70s, 1970s. Anyway. So you would Uh, sail. And so I would sail and fish at this lake. And that's kind of where I learned sailing and fishing a little bit. And then when we moved to Florida, my, there was obviously a lot more opportunity to be on the water Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, surrounded by it. And my, I would go fishing and my dad got really into scuba diving and became a master scuba diver. And I got certified to scuba dive when I was 14 and we would do, we would scuba dive all the time. And I would, he, he and this guy, that he got his master's through would teach search and rescue with the fire departments and the police departments. And I would go like with them. Mm-hmm. And I was like the, you know, the helper dude who would set up all the gear and make sure all the police and the fire people were doing what they were supposed to while they were teaching them. And yeah. Yeah. So I learned how to do like search and rescue diving when I was Did you want young to do too. that? Nah, I mean, I, it, it was something, it was cool yeah. to learn. I wasn't something I really, thought that much about as like a thing to do mm-hmm. but i you know enjoyed scuba diving and and you know and it was free because we were hooked up with this teaching situation yeah um i was more into sailing then i got really into sailboat racing and sailing and, and at that's the, been when like i was like 14 huge part of your life yeah i mean i did it for a living for a while yeah yeah exactly so what is it about sailing for you that has it's i mean obviously you've been doing it since you're 14 so many years now and you yes still sail. yes still do a lot of still do not as much as i used to when i did it for a living but yes yeah, still do okay so what is it what do you what well do you like sailing's sailing? an interesting it's uh i mean for people that um to put it it sailing is a um, three-dimensional it's kind of like flying in a way mm-hmm. where you've got three dimensions so you've got there's a the water's moving there's wind there's waves the boat is basically a foil going through the water there's a keel which is a foil you also the sails are foils what do that you mean by are pushing Sorry. well it's like a wing it's a okay. wing it's a soft wing a sail is a soft wing that you trim and to a certain angle to get it to um, create lift to push the boat forward. And then underneath the water, there's a keel on the boat that creates lift too, which is another wing. So there's like two wings. There's one above and one below the water. Mm -hmm. And then there's wind that's ever-changing and shifting, and there's waves and water that are moving. So there's a lot of things that you have to learn and understand to be efficient about the weather well the weather too yeah because yeah, it's ever changing like the boat you have to understand you have to understand the weather and and the sea state and so it's ever changing and moving so there's always there's constant changing of the sails and 
steering the boat? Is there ever always some movement going on there mm-hmm. when you're uh, trying to keep the boat at its most efficient while it's moving through the water? Because there's all these little moving parts that are going on and you are adjusting accordingly during the entire process of sailing the boat. And what do you like about it? Well, there's a freeing, calming thing about it because there's no noise from an engine. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy being on the water, there's no noise from an engine. And you are, um, you know, once you sort of get a grasp on it, it's very uh, calming and kind of um, when you're not racing. If you're racing, then it's chaotic and very, yeah. you know, intense because it's a sporting event at that point. Mm-hmm. Where if you're just cruising on the water, it can be very relaxing peaceful. and peaceful and you're getting to where you have to go in a very efficient way without hurting the environment in any way, really. There's yeah. no motor or fuel or anything, and you're just trying to get there. And there's places you can go on a sailboat that you can't go on a big with anything else. So you took a job making sails. I did. Did you do that just to be closer to sailing or... <laughs> What was your, it was just a random thing that happened. I was, I had been racing sailboats and I had a crew shirt on. Uh, I was working this place called PJ sports pub in the kitchen. And this, uh, gentleman came in and was sitting at the bar and he ordered some pie Mm -hmm. and the kitchen had a door out to the bar and then a door out and then like a window where you pass stuff off to the wait staff. Mm -hmm. So when someone was sitting at the bar, I would bring, so I brought out the pie cause I got it ready to go in the kitchen and brought it out. And this guy's like, Oh, I know that boat. And he's like, oh, yeah. And so we started talking about it and he goes, Oh, I'm a sale. I'm a sale designer. And I work at this place, you know, Doyle sales was the sail maker. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, so like, they're the best sailors. I always wanted to learn about that. And he's like, yeah, come in Monday. And so I went in there on Monday and they hired me immediately. And I, started making sales for a living. And that is actually what brought you to Chicago. It is. That's how I ended up in Chicago because I was a sailmaker and I was working for a sailmaker in Marblehead, Massachusetts, Doyle, same company. And they had uh, a franchise opened up and, and they're like, Hey, we need someone to go there and get this going. What do you think? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. With no intent of ever staying in Chicago. <laughs> My intent was to come here for like a year or two and then continue west. And I wanted to end up in SoCal and make sales there. But here I am still in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. It's So wait, I want to revisit because Mm, one of my favorite things about you is that you're a marvelous cook. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) And... So you, have you always loved cooking Mm -mm. or it was just kind of... Well, I got to say, okay... I didn't get good at cooking till probably in my late thirties, but out of necessity or you like enjoyed it? Well, mm, I enjoyed it, but that's not what really got me into, but I'm going to, I'm going to back up a minute to like, I went to this school in Florida. Mm -hmm. It was like a vocational school. This is like middle school and there was just a vocational school. So it had like very intense vocational stuff. They don't really have schools like this too much anymore, but 
they had like sewing, cooking, uh, auto shop, wood shop, you know, um, all that stuff. So the cooking class there, I got what, like, I got really into it because we had like full kitchens mm-hmm. in the classroom where you yeah. could cook and they would give you stuff, recipes to take home and cook and bring back. Like, so would you get graded on that? Oh yeah. You got graded on it. It was part of your deal. So, you know, every quarter you would either be in an auto shop or cooking or, or carpentry or whatever, or sewing. Like I learned all that stuff Mm -hmm. at the time. Like they would never have a school like this anymore Um, because they just don't do it. But it was very cool. But I learned a little bit about cooking there. And my mom was an awful cook. Sorry, mom, if you listen to this. I hope you're not. But she was awful. I can tell you stories. But anyway, but she also had to cook for like five kids. So yeah, I get it. She was it. doing her best. I get it. It's okay. But then, so when I was, when I moved to Chicago and I, you know, was sail making and you're hanging, like sail, people that own sailboats are wealthy and you're doing these regattas and traveling around and, you know, sailing a regatta is a sailboat race if you don't yeah know. it's called a sailboat race so you're you're doing this and then you go out to dinner at these nice restaurants with these people that have lots of money and you start to like realize that wow this is really like this is, is nice. good because like, <laughs> prior to sail make like in florida when i was sail making there was some of that but not as much and then when i got to chicago i was like they're the the like money factor stepped up a, a bit mm-hmm that I was around and all of a sudden I'm going to these great restaurants and I'm traveling more and going to the regattas because I was getting better at being a sailmaker and sailing and people were wanting me part of their program. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're like going out to these restaurants and you're like, damn, that's good. Like I want to learn how to do that. Yeah. And that's when I really got into cooking because I started to realize like food doesn't have to suck. Like it can be good. At home. Right. At home. And it's, you know, once you learn how to do it, it's not that hard. Do you remember, so, like, the first thing you really tried to cook at home? Um, I mean, you know, I started to try to make fish properly, like salmon and tuna and a proper steak. Of course you did. And, fish. <laughs> and like, um, just, like, making a good um, pasta properly Mm -hmm. instead of just you know boiling some pasta and putting some can of sauce on it like really making like homemade sauce and cooking the pasta properly Mm -hmm. which is a thing understanding the technique the technique behind it's not hard it's just there are a couple little things that you have to do right whether it's salting the water properly not and having the the not overcooking it and there's a lot of things little things it's not Again, not difficult, but just learning that stuff. What's your favorite thing to cook? See, when people ask me that question, it is really hard for me to answer because there's so many things that I like. Like, how many different meals have I cooked you in the last nine months, the nine months we've been together? I got to be honest, everyone, I haven't cooked a meal since February. (laughs) But I like, but we do not, but we do not have the same thing. Like, a couple things that we have. Right. I'll make a pizza, mm-hmm. like I'll make the dough and all that ramen. Cause I, I get those really good ramen noodles from the Asian store. They're not dried. Yeah. 
okay, by the way. It's These not are like real. The from the this is like real. And then I make the broth and all that stuff. I'll do that. But other than that, I, you know, in Chile, I'll oh, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. I'll do Chile. like once every couple of months. Mm-hmm. But other than that, when do you eat the same thing? Almost never. Almost never. I'm constantly uh, can changing. Can I rephrase it my question? Okay, go ahead. So, what if you were like gonna bring a woman home and cook mm-hmm, her? Mm-hmm. What would you pull out to try and like really about her? It would depend on my conversation with her ahead of time. Like, I would have a quick conversation of like, "So, what do you like to eat? Are you, you know, if they're vegetarian, it would change, or if they're like, would oh, that annoy yeah. you if they were vegetarian? Or no, I can make a veg dish. It's no big deal. No, yeah, it's no problem. Um, if they're like, oh, I like to eat clean or whatever, I'd be like, oh, okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would just depend. I would have a conversation about like, give me a little info on what you like to eat. And then I would make the recipe. I would, I would plan a meal accordingly. Okay. You know? Yeah. If they're like, I like fresh seafood and stuff like that. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna make a ceviche and then maybe like a fish thing. Or ceviche and then a salad vegetable thing. I think you know. made fish for me. Oh, I've made fish for yeah, you many the, times. The, the, oh, the first, I, I think I made you pistachio crusted uh, sea it bass. Like, yeah. It was sea bass, pistachio crusted. So you take pistachios and you grind them up, and then you take some cilantro and uh, parsley and some olive oil, and you make a, like a paste out of it. And you put that on top of it. Yes. I think it was a bed of creamed leeks. Yes. So I took leeks. I take leeks and then you saute them up nicely Mm -hmm. with some butter and some, you know, and get them sauteed. And then a little bit of cream, heavy cream, um, salt and pepper, maybe a touch of vinegar, just a very slight touch of vinegar to give it a little acid. Or lemon juice, you could use that too. Mm-hmm. And then it was on, and then laid it on a bed of that. That's, I think, was the first meal I made for you. Yes. You think I forget about this? <laughs> it was, and it okay. was fabulous, and that's why okay. I never left. Okay. I'm still here to this day. <laughs> <laughs> because of that meal? Stop it. <laughs> okay. We, <clears throat> I want to continue talking about your background, but like I also kind of want to talk about myself. <clears throat> like, oh. um, so. You mean we, it's not all about me? I know it's shocking today. Okay. Um, I want to talk about how we met, but not super crazy in depth, though. Okay. I mean, I'll... all we really need to say is made the first move. What? Is that true? <laughs> Sorry, I called you. Is that really true, though? Did you? Yes. Did I make the first move? Do you feel like. Okay. Yes. I mean, Mariah definitely I left was... some breadcrumbs. She left breadcrumbs for me to follow, and then I did follow them and and be like, "Yeah, what's <laughs> I I want to get to know you better." I guess is a nice way to put everything. Yes. Okay. Yes, and then we've really been inseparable. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, and you have a very special relationship with my dog. Yes, um, Maeve and I are. She she has. Um, become a very integral part of my life. She is like, and I, I like dogs and I've had dogs in the past, but not like her. She's, she's special. She's the best girl ever. She's special. Um, Agreed. I always and so I don't know if 
the ladies ordinary audience knows Maeve's like what type of dog she is do they well they should but if they don't have you talked about it i have okay a long time ago though well Maeve is beautiful dog first of all she's like got this gorgeous black coat with shiny and she's like perfectly like the perfect fit gorgeous dog and she is australian cattle dog husky and lab mix and but she looks like a rottweiler she looks kind of like the rottweiler coloring but not the big head and a little smaller um she's about 55 pounds i i think her face is too thin oh stop it (laughs) just that's just so like stop it she's like perfection just don't even go there can't even do I can't even believe she disses her dog like this, people. Do you believe this? Like she loves this dog like not like more than me. And yet she did, can I like, say, can I say something? If I said your face was too skinny, how would you feel about that? I would that? say another unrealistic standard set for women. Right. So how do you think your dog feels when I'm she hears a woman. this? Your dog is a woman too, by yeah. the way. Is a female dog. There's no wonder why she likes me better than you. This is Okay, okay. What was your very first impression of me? Uh, okay. So the first time I met Mariah. Without getting too detailed. Was in a conference room yeah. at a hotel. Well, like a breakout room, I guess I would call it. Yeah. Because we had to set up some equipment. And she was disheveled. And disorganized, and because she had gotten up, and like now, this is kind of some typical Mariah stuff occasionally that happens that you have to deal with. But she's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" I like didn't realize first time ever meeting. I didn't realize that I booked my flight to Charlotte instead of direct to Oklahoma City, and I got up. And I was like, going everywhere. I had to fly to Charlotte. I'm like up at 5 a.m. or whatever yeah, to the much. airport thinking I'm coming right to OKC. <laughs> and I'll just check in and I'll get a little nap in and then we'll get this. Nap. And then, no, I had to go to Charlotte <laughs> and then arrive here. And she's like exhausted and a little bit disheveled. She's like hair in a bun in her yoga pants and like whatever. And she comes in and you know, I'm in the middle of putting this thing together and I'm like, Oh, you must be Mariah. Cause I, we had never met before. We have taught. Yeah. That's I think it's the first thing I ever said. She didn't even look up. No, I was down there like on my knees, like putting together this x-ray piece of x-ray equipment. And she comes in and is like, I'm like, Oh, you must be Mariah. Cause we had talked on the phone. Yeah. Let me get to my first impression. And she thought I was a by the way, on the phone, apparently. So I've yeah, been told. But anyway. We talked very briefly for like five minutes on the phone. Mm-hmm. And you were very curt. And Well, that's how I do business. I know. I know. But at the time, like, I was new in my yeah, you like, know, And I just, yeah. I thought he was really rude. And then I when I got into the room and saw he was in there, and then he didn't even look up. And he's <laughs> like, you must be Mariah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This <laughs> man is insufferable. <laughs> he's terrible. I, I I was just busy. Like, I'm working over here. Okay. So and you must be Mariah. And like, fine. It's okay. And then I got up and we, and we talked for a minute. Yeah. 
she was telling me her story about messing the flight up and the whole mm -hmm. thing and then and the rest is history um how do you think uh, aside from the obvious differences our relationship is different from relationships that you've had in the past well i actually like you <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying not I didn't so like funny. other people i was around but not as much as i like you so i like you more than i like the rest of them Good. It seems the, it, the other ones, <laughs> <laughs> but now like we get along and kind of understand each other in a way that I haven't experienced in other relationships. I think our communication is excellent. Yeah, we do pretty good job at it as, as I would say, you know, I'm look, I'm not saying it's perfect and we can probably get better at it as always, but at, for the short time we've been together, it's really good. Mm -hmm. I'll agree with that. <laughs> I what so I told everyone that you were coming on the podcast, and really the only question everybody wanted me to ask you was, "What's your favorite and least favorite thing about me?" Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't act like you have a laundry list. <laughs> okay. The least favorite side is long. <laughs> the favorite sides, eh? couple things it's all right it's like one She's or two clean. things yeah you know she, she showers that's good all right i like that she eats my food that's good okay okay be serious no um well things i like are i'll start with the like side because it's shorter and then we'll go with the other. <laughs> so the like side is like mariah is um she's very the way that she handles her communication with people, I think is really good. And especially me, like she's very polite and like respects other people and what they do and who they are. I admire that and how she goes about her communications with people. And it's something that immediately, like I was like, that's, I like how she handles herself as far as that goes. Um, and the obvious thing is I'm very attracted to her. I think she's like spectacular and gorgeous and um she uh you know makes me feel comfortable and she likes me for me which is kind of cool i mean not that i'm anything special but you yes, know you she, are. she More, uh, keep talking about me <laughs> <laughs> so there there's a lot of things i like um i think she's very bright and um has the the capacity to, you know, take in information and analyze it pretty well and quickly, and and so I respect that a but lot. I think because what I would say for you is that you're very level headed when you analyze things like that. Like I can start to accelerate the situation in my head while I'm trying to analyze things, and it can cause more problems. Some of that, but you're getting better. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> You're learning. I'm teaching you. It's okay. <laughs> okay. What's your least favorite thing? You get well, one. Well, yeah, you, can oh, do, you can do a couple. If you no, have it's just it's just dumb that like. I already know what you're gonna say. She like loses things and misplaces things and like doesn't. And it's not that. I'm a little scattered. It's the fact that she doesn't realize that it's important to actually like be on top of this. Shit. Yeah. She's like, ah, oh, whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you have to actually like focus and put things and place things and like be attentive to what's going on around you at times. And she doesn't and it drives me insane. 
And then she'll just like move <laughs> around the house. Wait, don't. That drives me nuts. Like, like I'm like, where's my thing that, that used word. to be over here? And now it's not there anymore. Okay, well, I don't know. Can I just address that he is saying it annoys him when I clean the house and put things away? Okay. Yes, but then I don't know. Where, but then you don't know where they are. I'm like, well, where'd that That's go? That's not true. I don't know. I can usually put things I don't know. right away. <laughs> you know I can. Except right. the camera charger. 50% right. of the time. The camera charger was a different I'm going to go 50% of the time. Can we talk about, because like we really haven't talked about it since it happened, and this was probably <laughs> like the one of the worst things I've ever done to anyone. Are you, doing about the, are you going to talk about the airport thing? Yeah. Are you even want to talk? <laughs> tell people about how stupid that was? <laughs> I don't even think you should. Basically, that is so bad. I just need to hear what you were thinking because like... No, I should tell the story. Okay, good. From my perspective, yeah, go ahead, not yours, because you're just like, okay. <laughs> so Mariah has to travel to where were you going? Dallas. Oh yeah, she was going to Dallas, and she. Um, my flight was at seven. Seven a.m. And I'm going to drive her to the airport. She's a saint. And she's like, so I we get in. Da, 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 da. We get in the car, we're on the way. O'Hare, boom. O'Hare's about, I don't know, seven miles north of my house. Yeah. Not far. And we're getting there, and she's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. She's looking southwest. Oh, wait, my flight's at Midway. We're no, no, on. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. I never looked at anything. I just said to you, I'm excited to fly out of Midway because I never fly out of Midway. And you were like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm flying out of Midway. You're like, I'm on the way to O'Hare. But right. we're like basically already at O'Hare at that Almost. point. Almost. Yeah. Not quite. But you can't. So we're on a highway, 294 North, where you can't just get off. It's a toll road. A like toll. you got to drive like seven miles. We basically had to drive to where we were going to get off. Further before you can turn around and go the way. And Midway is like 20 miles in the other direction. So I'm like, yeah, I hope we can get your flight. So we like get up, get up, turn around. Go all the way to Midway. And we get there in time, mm-hmm. drop her off. She goes inside. I'm like, oh, whew, we got it. It was right. tense in the car. Right? Like, all right, thank God. Like, you know. But again, this goes back to Mariah not paying attention to details at time. Okay. Sorry. This is the thing that annoys the <laughs> out of me. So I got so, to so, security. Like, I got through. Um, through security. I got to the where they check your boarding pass. Boarding pass, right. Security. Right. And then they're like, oh, ma'am, uh, you're flying out of O'Hare. Because Southwest <laughs> does fly out of O'Hare. I thought Southwest only flew out. So then she calls me. She's like, ah, I'm at the wrong airport. I should be at O'Hare. <laughs> and she's all distraught because she knows I'm f***ed off by this whole yeah. thing. And she. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take an Uber. I'll just take an Uber. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like literally so like two bad. miles away. I'm going to turn around, come back and get you. Come back, go back to Midway, pick her up. And then well, there's no way we're making her flight at this point. So she's like, well, I'll just, just take me home. Take me home. And I'll just Uber to O'Hare. Like, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm driving, you know, all the way to O'Hare. And then you're going to figure it out and get another flight, whatever. And then she just sat over there, arms crossed in the passenger seat. Like, couldn't even look at me. Because she's like, she's like, I feel like such a (laughs) dumbass. Like, I have never been so humiliated. I I don't think we really even spoke in the car. 
We did a little bit as we got closer over here. I started to crack some jokes. You cracked a I joke started though. cracking jokes because I'm like, well, at this point, I got to make fun of this whole thing because it was just like the like incompetence. After I got out of the car, the incompetence. After I got out of the car to hear the you know the final time, what was going through your mind? Like, thank goodness. I'm just like glad she's. Yeah, you go get on your fucking plane. Get yourself out of here. I'm gonna go home with. And Maeve's going to crawl with me and I'm going to be like, she don't. Thank God. (laughs) I'm like, Maeve, your mom crazy. I have never been more humiliated. It was, it was just bad. Anyway. Oh my gosh. You want to know my favorite thing about you? I mean, okay, go ahead. Spill it. No, I don't know that I, you know, I mean, look, I was thinking, that this kind of talk should be like pillow talk between us. Pillow as, talk about what? No, just what my favorite thing about you, your favorite thing about me. We really love each other, whatever. Da, da, da. Like it doesn't need to be out there for the whole world to hear. Now it's out there. I thought this was saved for us alone when we're, you know. That's so sweet. But I have lame, a podcast. But now, but now what it's did you out think there. We were talk about when we I, said, I'm just saying. We like, talked about this last night. I know, but I'm just making conversation for the fans, okay? Why are you why are you like play along? Because now I got sweaty and nervous that you like I'm, aren't I'm, like you're over I'm, I'm 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 making context for the fans and making it interesting for them, okay? Okay. Well, here's what Say I, it already. Yeah. My favorite thing about Mr. Fish is He cooks me breakfast every morning. That's it, pretty much. People. No. Um, one, your sense of humor. Oh, well, thank you. I really, really love that we can do a bit. We can carry a bit. Together. Oh, we do carry a bit for like we a have, days. Yeah. Yes. For, or weeks at yeah, times. Well, I mean, we'll revisit it mm-hmm. over months. Mm-hmm. I really love that. But I really love, you are so insanely supportive of everything that I tell you I'm going to do. And... <laughs> It honestly has been a really big part of me committing to this podcast that you've been so supportive of me doing it. Well, Especially when I, I, I do that because I think you have the, um, you have the ability to do anything you want and you are doing this and doing a good job of it. So I think I want to say my favorite, this happened like last week, but this is just an example of how supportive you are. When I showed you my picture, I tried to draw a picture of Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and I couldn't get her nose right. And so I just showed him <clears throat> it without the nose. And I was like, here's a picture I drew of Taylor Swift, but I can't get her nose right. And you just so calmly <laughs> and blankly said, she doesn't have a nose. It looks perfect. <laughs> like, I was just so crazy to even consider putting a nose mm-hmm. on there. Like, that's the kind of blind support that you give. Right. Kids. Hey, Taylor, by the way, you got a pretty solid schnoz, okay? <laughs> it's not, like, small or anything. It's, like, you know, It's hard good. to draw. Well, it's kind of like a, like, thin, beaky almost thing okay. a little bit. But not, beaky but in a good way. Right like, way. she's a beautiful girl. And has a very nice face and like gorgeous, but her nose is like, you know, it's prominent. It's prominent. It's not small. It's not like a little tiny button nose or anything, right? Come on, Taylor. The problem is I was trying to like actually draw the nose. I needed to just do the shading around it and kind of let the Mm -hmm. shape be. Mm -hmm. 
what it what it will with the shading. But okay, we'll see. I'm learning. I'm learning. Do you do you feel like I've um, helped you to respect Taylor Swift more? Well, I'm certainly gotten more exposure to her, which because she's a you're a big fan and you follow all Swift things, and so I've gotten more exposed to it. Hence, I know more about her, and I. Yeah. Appreciate her more. Appreciate her as an artist and a person and whoever, however you want to look at it. Yes. Okay. Because I know more about I have some general questions for you now. Mm. Not specific to us, but specific to you. What Yes. advice no. would you give? <laughs> what advice would you go back and give to yourself in your 20s? Mm. Go back to college and and get a master's degree or something or an engineering or science degree or like go were- to school more. Really? Go to school. <laughs> go back to school. No, I don't know about that. Maybe. Um. I, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I. Yeah, go back to school. I'm stuck. I mean, look, I'm not unhappy with like where I am in life or anything like that. Um. So it's 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 hard to say, but I would say more education, more education, more education can't hurt. Can't hurt. Yeah, learning and un, like is never a bad thing, and it doesn't, you know. And there are certain people I'd be like, dude, you're gonna meet this guy one night at this yeah. place, like just walk away. <laughs> that guy's bad. Get or this here. girl that you're going to end up dating. Yeah, that was bad. Like, walk away from her. It's going to be 1987, <laughs> and you're going to meet this girl, and it's going to turn into a really bad night that has repercussions for a while. Like, run away. <laughs> okay. What? I'm trying to think how I want to word this question. Just do it. Just say it. Don't don't hold back. Just blurt it out. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice that you have been given personally? Mm. Whether it be professional or personal. That's a good question. And I don't know that I have the right answer to that quickly on the top of my head because you know, I it's I feel uh, like you've traversed through many different careers yes i have had a few careers and then and and there's um i'm trying to see i don't haven't had a um i don't want that sound to pick up sorry (laughs) i was literally scratching my belly people just so you you know you weren't scratching an itch and she's like to do it and she's like i don't like that sound of do you hear that? Do you hear that scratch? Oh, you do a little bit. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, so mentor wise in my life, there have not been a lot of good. I've sort of figured it out. Oh man. There's been a couple people here and there, but not really. Um, but, there have been a few nuggets I've gotten from some people here and there. Like there was a gentleman I worked with when I got out of sale making and I started selling like computers and networking equipment and some things like that. There was a gentleman I worked with that was a really 
nice guy and he taught me a lot about like how to talk to people and ask good questions and one of the things that i learned from him was listening is the key part of anything in life especially in business listening is a better more of a of a skill than actually being a good orator or or talking mm-hmm. because you don't really know what to say or how to address someone properly until you actually listen to what they have to say or the group has to say or anything. So the advice I would give people is be a good listener more than a good talker. Because it'll, it'll help your communication. Well, you'll just communicate better. And also you understand like when you're communicating with anybody, you can have a conversation or talk to people, but you can't really talk until you listen to someone and then you can talk near their needs or what they want to talk about or, Mm -hmm. and you too, like they have to listen to you. Mm -hmm. That's a two way street. But um, I would say that's probably the best advice I've ever gotten was learn to listen well um, before you speak. I think you do that in your everyday life as well. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Do you have anything that you want to leave with the podcast? Well, um, I'm uh, very privileged to be uh, speaking to the ladies ordinary um, fan base. Um, And I'm very proud of Mariah and happy that she is stuck with this and continues to journey down this road of, uh, you know, like producing this podcast and, and her vision of what it's going to be, I think is going to be ever changing. And, but I kind of like where she's going with it and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be on it. Are we wrapping up here? Yeah. Has it been an hour? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, what if I want to ask you questions? Ask me some. Is that allowed? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to. This is your podcast, not Mr. Fish. The Mr. Fish podcast will be coming at you live (laughs) in five weeks. It will be be my second podcast that I produce. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, but thank you for having me on. I hope I was entertaining. I'm not so sure that people want to hear about me, but. I think people do want to hear about you because you're kind of like this mystery. Like, I am I though? All the time. Am I, I though? About you like every episode, but people right. don't really know okay. you, the man, the myth, the legend. Well, they know a little more now. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I enjoyed uh, our time together and looking forward to the next time. Yes, you will be back. And we won't talk so much about me or Mariah, but we will maybe pick a subject. Yes, yes. Whether it's, yeah, like science, politics, astrology. Oh, yes. We can (laughs) talk about all your crystals. Shut up. you charge them up. Oh, stop it. (laughs) It will not be that. I do not have crystals. But (laughs) it could be something more interesting. Actually, we can talk about beer. No, we will not be talking about beer. Why? Beer is good. As he burps into the mic. I did. Sorry. Directly into the mic. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Please be sure to follow The Ladies Ordinary on Instagram. That's all. See ya. Bye-bye.